0: Smith has it. Knicks down three. Should the Bulls foul? No. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down and the game is tied.
1: All right. Recording this 629, the 6th of August. Me and Nolan back on the pod. Been a while since me and Nolan have collaborated on a podcast, but we're back in. We're ready to talk about all, all, everything that happened, because free agency, the draft, a lot of exciting events happened in the NBA. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the Knicks, man. The Knicks decided to bring back the band, bring back Alec, Alec Burks on a three-year, $30 million deal. They also brought back Noel on a three-year, $32 million deal. Also, brung ba- also signed uh, Evan Fournier on a monster four-years, uh, $78 million deal. Rose came back on a three-year 43, and then also they rewarded a, a prized possession over here, over here at the Knicks. You know, Randall, they gave him a mega extension, four years, $117 million. And, you know, he he, the, the, we don't pay him more than $30 million a year on that contract, which is amazing. Uh, gives us a lot of flexibility for an all-NBA player. Uh, hopefully, he gets to improve. And uh, what's your thoughts on on the Knicks free agency, uh, Nolan?
0: Uh, For free agency, I mean, you touched on all the major deals. The thing that was uh, really impressive to me, I guess, was the fact that all these deals have team options for the final year. I thought that was something that was really, really big and really gives them a lot of flexibility moving forward. You know, they're not tied up into any money after pretty much two years from now, outside of Fournier, Randall, and I'm guessing RJ is going to get extended at the time. So, like those would be the only three contracts they're really tied to in three years. So, I mean, give some options to go out and get go big star hunting then after they've had a few more years of success. I mean, the Randall deal, I was – I was actually pretty surprised Randall took it. Not that I didn't think he should because he had the best career year of his entire career, but you know, he turned down, a. he was eligible to make so much more money next year. I think it would have been five years, 200 million would be next year. This year's four years, 117 million. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. It's cool. They gave him a player option on the deal on the last year. I'm sure that was kind of, you know a a sweetener to get him to sign that little discount too which will give them again more flexibility and to build around him and the team and I also saw that Randall has kind of like he did in his first contract he has incentive bonuses built in so he gets a bonus he makes like an all-star appearance the all-defensive team and for every year he makes the playoffs so he can make a little bit more money than that but it keeps him you know like motivated to keep getting better to build off that all-star season and it's a good value for a player like that. I think he's going to be the 39th highest paid player in the league. So, I mean, that number he's only going to get lower on that over the next 2 years as the salary cap goes up. So, I mean, the play like this max deal for Randall this year versus what the max is going to be in 2 years, it's going to be a bargain contract longer down the line as long as you know, it's not one fluke year, as long as he like is 80% of the player he was this year. I, it's, it seems like a win-win for both sides.
1: And uh, interesting enough uh, that Thunder were able to buy out Campbell Walker and, you know, there was $74 million left on his deal and he's only getting $20 million. And, you know, he's coming onto the Knicks signing uh, for the uh, $8 million contract and uh Interesting with the fit. I was listening to a couple of uh, Boston guys, uh, Bill Simmons, Kevin O'Connor, uh, huge Celtics fans, and they were saying on how um, they don't know if Kemba could hold up. Uh, the knee issues have been a huge problem since he's been get, since he's been there at Boston. Um, he's been a tank uh, in Charlotte though. He's been playing eighty-two games in Charlotte for uh, a number of seasons, eighty games, seventy games, uh, but. Ever since he got to Boston in that new contract, he's been a little banged up. Uh, I like his skill set that he brings, uh, being able to shoot the three, being able to get to wherever he needs to get on the court. Uh, I like his vision. Um, Can be a little bit of a quote-unquote ball hog or a nut, as they say, but um, can't lie, man. Splitting minutes between him and Derrick Rose, man, I got to applaud Leon Rose. Uh, keeps us flexible, like you said um the the team options are incredible. uh did not when first when the contracts first came up uh, Nick Nick's Twitter was in a frenzy, man. like I remember you were going off on guys like calm down the Noel contract is is good and I agree with you, man. like come on, like he he's a backup center and he could play uh, good uh starter minutes for you as well. You saw what he did last year. Uh, kept us um, a top five defense all year. And um, I think, you know, RJ's development, I, I cannot wait to see what RJ produces on the court. If he's going to be like his other Duke wings, you know, Tatum and Ingram, where in that third, fourth year, uh, you really, really see the explosion and you really see, uh, you know, the perennial all-star in him. Uh, what's your thoughts, Nolan, with RJ coming to the next year? You know, you see uh, Drew Hanlon, uh, he's working on shot curation and all that. What's your thoughts on uh, RJ's uh, development coming into next year?
0: Um, You know, I think it's – obviously, like you said, you know, we re-signed a lot of the players we have. And we also brought in players that are going to space the floor more for RJ and Randall. And a player like Fournier, who, like, off a pin-down screen can just come up and Come out, come over the screen and pull like a pull up jumper for three is going to completely change the offense for the Knicks, in my opinion. I mean, I think that's going to give Randall and RJ, like I said, so much more space to attack and play to their strengths. And it's going to make it easier for, because there's going to be more guys to defend. You know, there's no Alfred Payton that you can just kind of like lag off of on defense. There's, Actually people that don't need to just be a catch and shoot three point shooter like Reggie. And I think that really sets RJ up to really be able to build off everything he did last year like you saw towards the end of the season he was hitting like 40% of his threes so I mean, even if he hits league average from three he can attack the rim with better spacing. I really think that I mean that he's really going to have another solid leap, maybe not as huge of a leap as we saw from year one to year two, because the leap there was just so big because he was pretty bad his rookie season. Like I love RJ and I've always seen the potential in there in him, but he didn't have a great rookie season. I mean, that just is what it is. So I think he can make a really big leap. I think the front office has done a good job of building the team around him and Randall so that they can thrive and play to their strengths. So, I mean, I think, I think this guy's a limit for RJ this year, but I'm not going to say, I don't think he's going to be an all star or anything. But I mean, I think he's going to have probably average 20 points a game, um, around the same rebounds, and maybe add an assist or two. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But that's my predictions. What are your thoughts for the, him on the next year?
1: I mean, hopefully, uh, Tibbs can give him a bigger offensive role. Um, I definitely want to see more of the in between game, a little bit more of the mid range uh obviously uh him shooting 40 from three last year was amazing uh don't know if he could keep that up but hopefully he stays a league average uh three-point shooter like you said and um he's just able to you know keep up developing especially defensively uh understand uh tip schemes that he wants to run out there because uh you got to remember Kemba and Fournier they're not the best defenders uh Fournier uh I- I'm a little look I warmed up to the idea. I love the idea of bringing in Fournier, especially his skill set. But mm-hmm. it, it, um, he wasn't the first guy I would have brought on. Uh, comparing his money uh, to compare to what other guys got, I would have been fighting for Gary Trent Jr. I understand he was a restricted free agent, but they only really gave him three years, 40, 54. That's one guy I would have been fighting for. But that's just me nitpicking. That's just me nitpicking. I'm extremely excited to see uh, Evan Fournier in a Knicks jersey. Uh, especially since, you know, he's pretty much a Reggie Bullock upgrade with the handle. I think that's going to be uh, tremendous uh, to RJ's game. Like you said, uh, what Alfred Payton, uh, you know, right, come on, we were playing four and five on offense and we were we were constantly in a ditch and I don't think uh, we'll have that this year. Definitely will be uh, a better team. But the East has gotten better too. The East have gotten better. Uh, yeah, I, the
0: thing I was actually going to say is I think this might be the first time in a long time that the East might even actually be better than the West from top to bottom this year. Yeah. I mean, it's really close at bare minimum. It's probably the closest we've seen in recent years, which is really saying a lot, man. Like I said, a lot of players ended up coming over here. And some players left the West. I think the Nets when healthy are still the best team in the NBA. We have the defending champs in the bucks. We still have Philly, Atlanta, the Heat, everybody, man. Yeah. It's going to be, I'm, I think we got a lot better, you know, with all these moves and everything. Like you said, um, I know you said, um, who was it, uh, Gary Trent Jr. That you said you would have rather have than?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, I was yeah. when he when he signed that deal, I was like, damn, like mm-hmm. I wanted to get is a little it, bit of bidding. I really, around.
0: I really do like Gary Trent Jr. But the only reason I like Fournier as a fit a little bit more is because I feel like Gary Trent Jr. He, it's not really great at create. He's a great catch and shoot three point shooter. But I never really see him, like, you know, like a step back. 30. Oh,
1: he has a bag. Oh, he has a bag. Really? Oh, Gary yeah, I mean, Trad Jr. has a bag.
0: I've seen a decent bit of him and everything. I don't know. I think, I think Fournier's skill set fits our team needs just a little bit more. But, yeah, I mean, he's definitely a good player. Like you said, you're really splitting hairs when it comes down to that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, cannot be mad with the moves. Um, like you said, the East is super deep. Uh, man, like, I can't remember last time I've – watch the I've watched the NBA and uh, the East is as maybe even more deep than the West. I've always been at least, you know, four to five shitty, extremely shitty teams on the East, us being one of them. Uh, but Man, I cannot wait for this season to start uh, transitioning. Uh, I wanted to speak about the Bulls because the Bulls had a busy offseason, as we expected here at the corner three. Uh, we had to- we in previous pods, we had uh, predicted that they're going to go big fish hunting uh, this offseason and try to spend as much catch space as they can. Um, they had signed Lonzo to a four-year, uh, four $84 million deal, uh, gave DeMar DeRozan three years, $85 million, uh, Caruso with the four-year, $37 million, uh, bringing in new guys, bringing in more talent. Um, as far as the DeMar DeRozan thing, I like it. I can't lie, man. I can't lie. Um, I do think him and Zach Levine could play together. Uh, with Vucevic able to stretch the floor, uh, the the Mario Rosen really uh, became a way better playmaker. Uh, then, so you're able to kind of play uh, Zach Levine more of that Devin Booker style. Uh, give him a little bit more uh, opportunity to play a little bit more ISO ball. Give him a little opportunity to get a easier buckets. Um, I do think defensively there's question marks and they don't have the best coach to put it together. Do not like Billy Donovan putting this thing together, but on paper, I cannot be mad at the front office. They had to spend the money. They had to spend the money to get better. Uh, Lonzo ball being their point guard. I think it fits well because he's not your traditional point guard and uh, he's able to play off of ball handlers like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan two years of shooting above 30 league average shooting above league average over the three point percent. So I don't know. I like what they did on paper. Defensively, I, we know they're going to be a train wreck defensively, but offensively, they're going to be fun to watch. I gotta watch them on league pass, Nolan. I gotta watch them on league pass. What's your thoughts, man?
0: Um, I'm not quite as high on the Bulls as you are. Like, <laughs> obviously, I I think um like like we touched on um I think defense number one is going to be their biggest issue. There's not really one plus defender DeMar's getting older and he's not the defender he used to be. And maybe some of that was just, um being disinterested, but that doesn't really strike me as like what his situation was with the Spurs. Uh, I don't really think that's it. And the thing is they gave up what first round and two second round picks for that DeRozan deal. Uh I believe it was a sign and trade with the Spurs.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was uh some type of sign and trade. I don't believe I don't remember. I don't believe they gave a first rounder though. I no, don't if, think
0: I thought they did for some reason. No, regard, no, if regard, they regardless.
1: did, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, we'll, whoa. we'll check
0: that after the fact. <laughs> but um I don't know. I'm I'm really worried about the spacing. Um, I don't think Lonzo is a great three point shooter, especially, you know, like like we said with the Knicks, you know, shot creation. and Yeah, you have plenty of that with Zach Levine. But outside of that, I really don't know who's going to be, like, getting a lot of buckets for you. I mean, Vucevic is is solid. You know, he can score, but he's not – and he can hit threes. You know, he can space the floor for you. But, I mean, I don't know what his career percentage is. I'd assume it's lower than league average from three. But, I mean – I just don't really know how that fit works. Does Kobe White still start? Does he start? Does Lonzo play your shooting guard and then Levine's your small forward? Uh, I think,
1: I mean, uh, uh, speculation. I think what they run is Lonzo, uh, you run Damar and Zach Levine at the wings. hmm. Then at your five, Ouch. Who do you, yeah, at, at your five at Vucin, then whoever you want at your four, you could fill in there, uh, a shooter or whatever. But uh, I think it's important to recognize how they got uh, Kobe White um, Kobe White and Patrick Williams off the bench, too, uh, developing under those guys, which is, you know, not, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, I'm not high on Kobe White or anything like that, but I do think his preferred role is the bench. If you do want to get the maximum out of Kobe White, it probably is some type of bench role coming off. Uh, giving him the green light to score. Uh, we got to see what Patrick Williams becomes. But I don't know, man. Looking up and down at this roster, I can't be mad, bro. If you're a Bulls fan.
0: I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, you the Bulls were in a position with Zach Levine coming up as a free agent that they had to show him that they were going to compete and try to build around him yeah. and bring in talent. So, I mean, they were kind of hamstrung in what they could do. There wasn't – this wasn't a crazy free agent class. There weren't, like, tons of stars out there, even plenty of options for them to get. And there definitely weren't any cheap options that were going to, you know, really sway the mind of Zach Levine or players like that. So, I mean, I get why they did what they did. But after giving up everything they did for the Vuce trade to begin with and then giving up stuff for the DeRozan and and trade and I think, like – people are, some people are still mad about the Randall contract and at the end of Randall's contract, he's going to be younger than DeMar DeRozan is now. Like it just, it makes no sense to me that, I mean, it makes sense, but the last few years of that contract, I think are going to be really tough on them. And maybe Levine signs an extension by then and you know, all's good, but I don't know where do you have them in the east? Like where uh one through ten.
1: Oh, man, they're probably around where we're at, like around that six, seven, five-ish spot. Like I I think I
0: don't know, there's a lot of good teams, man.
1: I mean, who's I mean, obviously like the Nets, Bucks, Heat, uh, Philly, Sixers. uh, Philly, um, those are the top four consensus and, and, and the Hawks. Those are the five teams that we, I could comfortably say that. So, I
0: mean, best-case scenario, there's six. Right? Yeah,
1: best-case scenario, I see them as a 6 seed, Yeah.
0: And I still think the Knicks are a little bit better than them, personally. I mean, I'm obviously biased there. Um, I think if the Celtics do sign Schroeder, they're right there with them at yeah. the same level just because Tatum, is, he's a special player. Yeah, yeah. As long as you have like competent point guard and like Schroeder's not someone who really demands the ball a lot, I think he'd actually be a really good fit for them. Especially given like Celtics haven't really done anything this offseason, so I mean depressing
1: I don't know. as a Celtics fan, right? Yeah, but, I mean I-, I think
0: I think the long the long term thoughts for Celtics right now is you're hoping Bradley Beal wants out and that's the move you make at that point. Is either as a free agent or like he demands a trade there. Hey, man, but I mean, but I mean, going back to the Bulls, I mean, I don't know, I really like what the Wizards did too. Like, you know, I like the Hornets team, I like the Pacers. Like, there's some, like we said, the East is really good. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, they could finish as high as six. I could see them dropping out of the top 10 too. Like, yeah, I, I could I, see
1: that. I could see them having a disastrous season too, but I'm just a little bit more optimistic. Of them uh like you said, it's
0: gonna be fun to watch it play out, it'll be fun to watch on League Pass and just see how it goes. But from the outside looking in, like I'm sure if I was a fan, I would talk myself into it because (laughs) what else do you do? But I don't know, I felt like they could have done something more a little similar to the Knicks, where they they bring in people to improve and show Levine that you're serious, but you don't pay old players to long, expensive deals like DeRozan. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, kind of nitpicking once you get past six in the East, it could kind of – all those teams are kind of in the same little group there.
1: Yeah. Um, Transitioning over um, to another team that did a lot of movement in the East, the the Heat. The the Heat was the winner of the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, able to sign Lowry for a three-year $90 million deal. Crazy. And then they re-signed Duncan Robinson to a five-year, 90 million dollar deal. And then they were Tucker. Yeah, yeah. They were also to sign Wings, uh PJ Tucker, uh Morris, the other Morris twin. So it's they retooled, they rebuilt. Uh they also signed back Victor Oladipo. They still got Tyler Hero. They they added some pieces. I still don't think they're better than the Nets um Bucks. But uh I
0: don't either. And I think as much as it makes sense for Lowry to want to go to the Heat, kind of like you said, I still don't really think they're better than the Nets or Bucks right now. Maybe the Bucks. I think stealing PJ Tucker away from them is a is a big swing, just because he PJ Tucker ended up being. I thought he was washed after Houston, honestly, because he just looked like disinterested when on those Houston teams towards the end. But I mean, you saw in the playoffs is the effect he had on the game. So I mean. I think that, I think that the Heat got DeRozan, but I don't think DeRozan, or not DeRozan, uh, Lowry, but I think Lowry actually would have made a bigger impact if he would have went to the Sixers. I think they just need a player like that more. Whereas like the Heat, you already have Jimmy Butler to like get you a bucket when you need it. And the Sixers really don't have a guy like that, but I don't know, a lot of Sixers fans didn't want to pay him that money either, which is understandable at that age. So, I mean, the Heat are going to be probably, yeah, I have them third in my my list between Bucks and the Sixers. But I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, they were in the finals two years ago. They definitely got better. So we'll see what happens.
1: Sure, and um, they pretty much, like, canceled themselves out of, like, the Bradley Beal sweepstakes, the Zach Levine thing. Um, they spend a lot of money this offseason. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, you gotta right now. They're just trying to get. They have this one Jimmy Butler just signed that extension. They gotta like win now while they still have Jimmy.
1: Do you think uh, Kyle Lowry right. is a big like improvement from uh, Gordon Dragic? Because oh, a lot of
0: people. I, I mean, a
1: lot of people say offensively, you're not really getting better. But maybe defensively, leadership wise uh I've heard isn't there's not a huge especially right now in this stage of Kyle Lowry's career there's a huge difference between the the both of them what you think
0: I, I think Drogic is older and more banged up I think Lowry's gonna be there more consistently and like be more reliable over the course of the season I think that he's a better defender uh you see him like constantly taking charges and everything like that he's just like you said he's a great leader and not that like Miami is a team that's like void of leadership he's like Jimmy Butler and Pat Riley he's bullshit all these dudes but like I just really think that I mean he's you can't say that Goran Drogic like he's Goran Drogic got his player option picked up for what like 18 million or something like that
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah. And if it wasn't for the sign and trade, there's no way in hell he would make that much money in free agency this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's an upgrade. I just don't – like you said, I don't think it puts him ahead of the Nets or the Bucks. And it is what it is. It was the best move they could probably make this offseason. You know, it was Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, again, like you said. But we'll see how that really goes because – I, I mean, it's so tough to say. There's just so many injuries in the playoffs every year, like we saw this year. So I mean, anything can happen. You're better off, I guess, just getting as much talent on your roster and figuring out the rest as you go.
1: Definitely gonna be interesting to see how everything shakes out in the East, man. Definitely, but all the moves everybody did, definitely uh, gonna gonna be interesting. Uh, switching over to the West, um, the Pelicans. Um, Pelicans decided. I mean. Can we go back a few years because they got because it's a whole bunch of they get rid of Anthony Davis, they bless up with the first pick, they get Zion, they have Ingram, they have Lonzo Ball, they have a good young core. They lose, they piss off Zion the first two years of his career, they lose his one of his best friends on the team, Lonzo Ball. They, they, they get rid of Drew Holiday for two first-rounders who are going to be ass because the Bucks are going to – Deionis is going to dominate the league for, for the next 10 years. And they don't really get anything back. Don't you, don't you think they would have, like, decide, instead of, like, wasting all that money, getting Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, all that debacle, deciding that you lost that trade, getting rid of them this year, getting Valentinus wouldn't he just be good? And, and then now they try and then they try to get Kyle Lowry this off season, right? They try to enter themselves in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes.
0: Well, see, I think that's exactly where they went wrong. But it's they like, would have been just good if they would have just kept Drew Holiday. I I agree with you, but see, the thing is, like this off season, the thing that doesn't make sense to me is they know that Zion and Brandon Ingram have both publicly said they want Lonzo to stay. Right? You already know that. Zion is frustrated with the direction of the franchise. And instead of re signing the guy who's a young, promising player, you decide to swing for the fences, hoping like Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry are going to come. And like, when has a free agent ever chose to come to New Orleans, yet alone a New Orleans team who hasn't made the playoffs since Anthony Davis was there? It just doesn't make any sense. They gave up first and or two first round picks and all the flipping moves they did this offseason and they ended up with Devonte graham as like their big income <laughs> player and like i like Devontae graham as like a role player you know what i mean but he's not lonzo ball he's yeah. not your point guard of the future i i just that they i have them listed as my absolute biggest loser of the offseason because i just don't understand a single thing they did
1: I, I, I'm confused and I think i my man Valachunas is gonna look terrible uh, alongside uh, Zion they're gonna make him look terrible watch the slander drag on with him during the season uh Alexander and they kill Alexander the, Shy's cousin he he can't guard a chair out there I was watching Can- the Canada <laughs> game bro he can't guard nobody uh, they, they they took a flyer on Kyra even with Lonzo Ball and him on the roster, they still got to pay Josh Hart. That that still hasn't been finalized yet.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I know now they have cap space, now that they swung out and everything, but I thought more people would be interested in Josh Hart.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that situation. They hired Willie Green just to not upset zion and brandon ingram I, honestly that's i don't think that was more of an exes and type of thing it was more of a relationship type of guy bring him in he's a former player he understands us bring him in let's try to like reconsolidate this but man if you're a pelican fan i don't know what to tell you bro i really don't like you're in a pretty shitty situation you have a talented roster uh led by zion and ingram but <sighs>
0: People man. expected them to make the playoffs their first year. Zion was there. Yeah. yeah,
1: they had
0: JJ Reddick, they had Lonzo Ball, they had Brandon Ingram, and they haven't even been able to crack a playing game.
1: <laughs> Yo, it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, you know, if they were if they were in New York, if that same team and everything they were doing the same thing they were doing in New York, man, we would get dragged, dragged crazy. But
0: just send that franchise to Seattle and be done with it.
1: They need to fire David Griffin, man. That's first,
0: that's oh, the first that, thing they need to do. What a bullet we dodged on that one. He was interested in coming over here, right? Yeah, if Dolan wouldn't give him full control, so he said, "I don't want to come." Then, and that ended up being, I guess, an awesome decision in retrospect.
1: And and he gets he gets a lot of credibility because of those LeBron years or whatever, but
0: but it's like.
1: It's LeBron, man. It's Come LeBron. on.
0: You had Brock Aller there doing yeah. all the cap stuff. I mean, I guess, yeah, you were there and like you 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 won with them. But I mean, the only I don't know if you're a Cleveland fan and you draft LeBron James and they tell you after all those years you walk away with one title, you can't tell me you're not disappointed in that.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And man. Um as far as next year, uh do you see the uh, the Pelicans making the play in playoffs? How how do you feel?
0: No, I think they got worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got worse. Than other teams Even with a what?
1: Zion and Ingram jumped. I I don't know. I don't know. So I
0: mean, like how how much more of a jump is Zion gonna make? Like he had a great year last year. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. I mean Brandon Ingram's really good too, but I don't know. I mean, they could surprise me. I mean, maybe Devonte Graham makes a leap. I think he's a little too small to be like a. Starting point guard on a playoff team, but I mean, still.
1: I remember they took Jackson Hayes, who's also a terrible fit next to Zion. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know what's going that's, on with that rod I man, don't man. understand
0: a single move.
1: <laughs> I feel like I, I would be ten times better, man, running that team than him. I don't I don't get. I don't It'd be get hard it.
0: to be worse at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, transitioning to another team out west, um, the Lakers, man, the Lakers. Decided to change their roster and just, man, just b- b- big news, big news. Decided to trade for West uh, Westbrook, uh, giving them uh, Harold, KCP, Kuzma. They finally got rid of Kuzma. Laker Nation decided to uh, reveal how they really felt about Kuzma the past uh, few years on Twitter. That was hilarious I've to see. I've never
0: seen a more, like, him and Kelly Oubre are probably the two most, like, overhyped players. All
1: time yeah yeah for sure i, I mean the kelly uber thing has kind of slowed down since uh he well, left yeah, phoenix yeah. but the kuzma hype chain hasn't been insane since his uh summer league breakout remember that
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah but yeah man they got rid of all that uh they brung in westbrook to play with uh ad and lebron they also brung in uh malik monk
0: on the minimum
1: on the minimum. They also brought Mike Howard, who I really wanted on the Knicks. Uh, but, you know, Noel, welcome. Yeah, I like uh,
0: Noel over Dwight Howard's, like, goofiness. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. just on mentality and, like,
1: <laughs> culture fit. Ellington. We've seen what Ellington could do with the Knicks. Uh, collided up at times. Yeah, uh, Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. And then uh, Kendrick Nunn, my guy. Uh, yeah. Kendrick Nunn. Able to hopefully find a fit on the Lakers. But how do you feel, man? Because... I, I'm. A, we're both Westbrook fans, right? Yeah, we're yeah, we're both Westbrook yeah. fans. We love it. We love the approach to the game. Uh, but I don't know about the fit. He can't shoot a uh, He's not the most reliable shooter. AD. That he can't hit the uh, the three point shot, but he shoots below thirty percent for his career. Um, they still got that big man. They still got the big man and Marcus. uh Dwight Howard. They still got that. Uh. I don't know, man. I don't know how much time can they Malik Monk, Ellington, and all those guys to really have a huge impact on the shooting. Uh, well, what do you What do you think, Nola?
0: I think the Lakers had an incredible offseason. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, like obviously, like bringing in that many players is just that many st- like players with name recognition, like Hall of Famers. Like if you would have told me in like 2013, I saw this tweeted somewhere. It was like If Westbrook, uh, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis could all be on the same roster at one point, like I don't think there's words in like the human in the English language that could (laughs) get me to comprehend that. Um, I get your concern about Westbrook and his shooting ability, but I also think that I'm trying to think of it in like a con. It's kind of an oversimplification, but I think back to the Heat and. Where Westbrook, I envision playing more of like a Dwayne Wade type role where he's like really attacking the basket, kind of playing off ball. And I think a lot of the offense is still going to run through LeBron. But when you have guys like LeBron and Westbrook who can like are not only great at attacking the basket, but they're even better at dishing out to open shooters. I think bringing in a player like Monk who shot 40% on three last year, you know, uh, Mello, like you said, Trevor Ariza. I mean, I think bringing in all those shooters around guys that dominant with a big man is like Davis, who can really, you know, like he can even stretch the floor. Like you said, he can shoot too. I think it gives them a lot of options. And as long as the only issue I see with the roster is the defense, the bronze at defense, Anthony Davis, good defense, no one else on that team's incredible you know what i mean mellow at this point Melo ever yet alone at this point in his career isn't like a plus defender malik monk isn't great at defense trevor reese is getting old but i mean that that's a scary team and i mean i i don't know how you can say they're not the favorites in the west if if they remain healthy
1: yeah for sure for sure um if you just look at the west i really don't see nobody really uh beating them in a seven game series uh Yeah, the power, the the star power is incredible. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, them in Brooklyn go to war in those two games in the regular season. Definitely going to be in tune in those. Can't wait to see that. Um, Injuries, though, we got to remember, like AD and LeBron have had a history of injuries, so we got to see how that plays out. Um, Melo, shout out to Melo. Hopefully he gets his ring. I'm rooting for Melo. Hopefully he finally ends his career. Uh, on top that'll be a fun thing to see
0: yeah for sure
1: uh, as far as um lebron coming back uh do you see him coming back with mvp season back to regular lebron cuz you, you were, like when uh when magic took that break not magic go uh, when jordan took that break and he came back with the space jam movie and all that he came back a monster you uh, know people compare lebron to uh to jordan Uh, Maybe, 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 hey, maybe LeBron turns back the clock and have like an incredible regular season with Westbrook and AD and have like a 72-game win. I've seen that by Laker fans. I've seen that on Twitter. You know how delusional they could be, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, any fan base has its section of fans, but yeah, Lakers fans are out there sometimes.
1: Yeah, I had to say that because I I saw a guy really tweet that out, man. I had to say that. But yeah, some... Small moves that happened in the regular uh, in free agency. Uh, Dinwiddie, after coming out of a ACL injury, got three years, sixty-two. Were you surprised for that, or?
0: Uh, no. I mean, that's around the number I expected him to get. And all the smoke and like the off season sounded like Dinwiddie was going there either as a sign and trade or just as a you know free agent. I like, like I said a little bit earlier. I really, really like what the Wizards did this off season. I mean, you basically turned John Wall into Russell Westbrook, into Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, Caldwell Pope, and Aaron Holiday, And like, that's, they're not, you know, world beaters or anything like that. But I, li- I really like Dinwiddie. I think he's a nice piece for them and like a fit next to Beal in the backcourt. Kuzma and Harrell and KCP are all guys who can be in a rotation on like, you know, a genuinely good team. And Washington is like, they're still a ways away from being a playoff contender, but I think that they have enough like flexibility that I think they make a move probably at the deadline. If they play, if, if they're in playoff contention, I think they try to make a splash there because they still have some flexibility in their cap now and everything that I really think they can make a big leap this year.
1: Sure. Uh, another small move. Um, you know, the Cavs were able to extend Jared Allen to a five-year, $100 million extension, gave Isn't him the that back. a weird fit? Extremely weird fit, but it's the Cavs, man. We got to remember, the Cavs are retarded, so they're going to so, do stupid stuff. So, so hey. the
0: what Was it the third pick or the fourth pick they had?
1: They had the third pick, the third pick. Yeah. So yeah, the right.
0: third pick in the draft is basically going to pay out of position and be a power forward now.
1: And pretty much uh, have a train wreck of a a career till he leaves uh, Cleveland. Yep. Shout out to Evan Mobley, but your career is pretty much fucked.
0: Yeah, not starting off hot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Josh Collins got uh, his extension. Uh, We've been clowning Atlanta. Yeah. We've been clowning Atlanta for forever to finally pay this man. And they did. And they did. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They paid him. And, you know, you have to pretty much pay him if you're the Hawks just because, like, you can't just let him walk after the season you guys had or they had. But I don't know. I he, he can get better. He's still young. It's hard to, like, say the contract's horrible. But based off his numbers last year, it just seems out of whack to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think
0: I think you're betting on the upside on a contract like that more than basing it off what he gave you this past season.
1: That contract could be really, really good or really, really terrible, and he doesn't really perform to that well, contract. See,
0: I think that, like, best-case scenario, it's, like, a pretty decent contract. Like, even if he, like, if he takes a step up and becomes a better player, then, like, yeah, okay, you lived up to that contract. But if you do anything less of that, it's a flipping outrageous contract. You know what I mean? If you just stay the same player you are right now, that deal is going to be really bad.
1: For sure, uh, Dev the Atlanta pretty much had uh no flexibility. They were able to re-sign uh Lou Williams to bring him back. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, They were able to bring him back. He was a positive uh positive force in that locker room. We yeah, able he's to from give, Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Give Trey Young a little bit of a uh, relief off the bench.
0: Speaking uh, of homecomings, you see uh Iggy signed back Golden State.
1: Yeah, yeah, seeing that I don't know if he'll play much. I, I, when he, when he on the heat, he looked done, especially in that Bucks playoff series, yeah. he looked done. But uh, if he's able to give some type of leadership to to the two young wings that they drafted, it would be dope. Would I think that's the biggest
0: thing. Yeah, I think he's gonna be a really good influence on Kaminga, him and Draymond.
1: Matter of fact, we could uh, that's pretty much everything in the offseason. We could translate, we could transition into oh, wait, a,
0: one more just because I know it's your boy. Reggie Jackson, two years, twenty-two oh million, back on the Clippers. <laughs> I think it's a good deal for both of them, though. It's like reasonable. It's not like an overpay or anything.
1: I'm just happy the Knicks ain't fall for this, man. Thank you. thank you, thank you, Leon Rose, man. Thank you. I, I hey, appreciate don't wrong, you. I'm
0: happier with Kemba on a cheaper deal, but Reggie Jackson, I would have been fine with Reggie Jackson.
1: <sighs> thank you, Leon. I appreciate <laughs> you, bro. I appreciate you.
0: All faith in Leon.
1: Yeah, man. Correct moves, man. I have. I can't be mad. I cannot be mad, man. Especially in the draft, we we'll, we'll get into. But, um, you know, the Pistons were able to take K. No surprise there. Rockets also
0: released Dennis Smith Jr. today.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I
0: mean, that makes I, sense. You just drafted Cade, and you already had what Killian, right?
1: I kind of see the 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 writing on the wall, bro. Like I don't. He's not an NBA player, bro. Man. I don't
0: think so either. I I hope. I mean, I wish the best for him and everything. Uh, He was never like, you know, like a locker room problem or anything really. So, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't see the skill set there anymore. It seems like he's lost every ounce of confidence he ever had.
1: He pretty much has to go the campaign route because with new guards yeah. coming in every year and oh, and all that stuff. Speaking
0: of the campaign thing, did you see Alfred Payton signed with the Suns? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they said that yeah. they wanted to fix him like they fixed <laughs> campaign. That had the most, like, Fizdale, Moutier, we-going-to-get-you-right energy I've ever heard of free agency. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Alfred Payton as your third string point guard, not that bad. You no, know, you can do a lot worse as a third string point guard for, like, a team like the Suns who are actually going to contend. Say what you want about him. He started almost every game for us this year. I'm not saying he was a positive, but when you're the Suns and Chris Paul is, like, you know, he's getting up there and you don't know exactly what campaign is, like, I, I understand it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be excited about it, but... I don't know. It's better than bringing in some, like, no – I don't know. Actually, no. Maybe a no-name get guy would be better. Maybe you could –
1: I I guarantee he gets cut before, like, playoffs and stuff. He won't be on that play. He won't be on that the final playoff roster. I I don't think so. Probably not. I I don't think so. But getting back to the drive, talking about garbage players, man. Reggie Jackson, Dennis Smith Jr. uh, Man, those guys don't deserve to be in the NBA, Uh, Nolan.
0: Reggie Jackson? (laughs) I mean – Oh come on! You can't tell me Reggie Jackson doesn't.
1: Reggie doesn't- Jackson is cool, but you can't but put him and Dennis is. Smith worked- Jr. <laughs> the
0: same. <thing. laughs>
1: let, let, let me stop. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of none of those guys. Man. I'm really not. I'm surprised so, Reggie Jackson got paid though. Like you know, and the Clippers... And and, Clipper, and
0: and
1: the and the Clippers, they're going to be in a little bit of a down year because of Kawhi situation. So, hey, it is what it is, and it's it's a tradable contract. So.
0: Hey, and they just need a guy like that on the team, you know. What I mean, they don't have Rondo. I don't know what Rondo's situation is.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I'm assuming. Know.
0: He, I'm assuming he has like one year left because I haven't heard anything yeah. about like free agency or anything like that. Because so. I'm pretty sure
1: he signed a two year deal last offseason after winning a chip that off the Lakers. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But like, I don't know. Everybody kept saying last year, like, oh, all the Clippers need is like a playmaking guard. I was like, I don't think that's actually right. Like, I, you have. When healthy, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can create their own shot, but you just need guys that can knock down threes around you. You know what I mean? You need almost like an off-ball type point guard, and that's where I think Reggie Jackson is. He's more of a combo guard. You know, he's a scoring guard, and I think he fits that roster well.
1: Whatever you say, Noah. Whatever you say, man. Yeah. Hey.
0: but. Uh, <laughs> man.
1: but I- all right, so the Pistons were able to draft Cade, uh, No surprise there. Rockets were able to get uh, Jalen Green. Uh, we were just talking about the Cavs and the Evan Mobley situation. Um, we were talking about last time me and Nolan were on the pod. We were, you know, debating if the rapper should take Snugs or Scotty Barnes. Um, I was on the Barnes, you were in the Snugs route. Still. Uh, am. I think I think they did the right move, man. I think Scotty Barnes uh being his skill set, especially his skill set, he's more of a Draymond Green-ish type of player. He has great vision, uh, able to defend multiple positions. Okay, but uh, like
0: I've heard that comparison. You know, it's like the first comparison everybody always says Draymond Green and stuff. But like how many Draymond Greens are there in the league? Like, you know, I mean there's only one. Who could Players. do the same
1: type of stuff that they, do. I mean, him, Simmons, like, you know, they could do the same type of stuff, everything, you know?
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I love Suggs as a prospect. I think, I just, I just think the athletic, like the, yeah, the athleticism that he brings is just on a different scale maybe it's just seeing Florida State guys that are always big tall and athletic and never seem to score points like that's part of why I don't like him. but he just never really popped to me and I don't have a lot of faith in this offensive game like developing but you can prove me wrong you know oh yeah worst players have gotten better in the league and looked good so
1: I mean right now uh his offense is definitely questionable but I I I like those type of players, you know, the Draymond Green, the, the you know, the Kyle Andersons, the the I like the ben them. I just, Simmons. Don't, I
0: just don't know if I like them like third or fourth in the draft or whatever that was.
1: Yeah, I could understand your point. I, I definitely can't. Uh the the
0: do you, you think know, uh you think that you think that means that they're trading Siakam?
1: I mean, I don't think they do that unless they see how Scottie Barnes comes along and how uh does OG Ananobi takes another leap. I don't, I don't think they just uh, – I've seen those rumors. I don't think they go ahead and trade them. I don't think they're looking to trade them right now. Um, no, nah, I don't think they're going to run it with the squad they have and see what's up because they still have a competitive uh, a competitive roster going forward.
0: Yeah, they said my boy uh, – what's his flipping name? Justin Champagny from Pitt. Oh, yeah, yeah, your boy. Two-way yeah. contract, baby. Yeah. That's the new power forward. <laughs> Forget this kid.
1: <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna take his training oh, camp. You, you wait. Bad. <laughs> uh, hopefully your boy gets a shot over there, at Toronto. Uh, uh Fingers the mag- crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, the Magic are able to get Jalen Snugs. I don't know about that fit. They have like a million guards. Uh, I-, I think Fultz is done. You think so?
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't dra- You don't make that draft pick if you have faith in Fultz. They're very- They're so similar. You know what I mean? And like yeah. style. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they'll they'll give him some playing time and like see what they have in them this year because I don't think they're a playoff team this year or anything. But I just I don't know what his contract situation is. I'm assuming there's probably like one more year left on it. But I don't know. I just think if you draft him, you probably don't re-sign folds unless he like really really leaps out and it's getting kind of late for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's definitely a lot of questions in there in their backcourt. Um, i was i was surprised when they took snugs i i, I kind of expected him to drop a little bit long uh when i saw the board start to shape out but hey uh the magic decided they couldn't uh pass on his talent um the uh the thunder were able to draft uh josh giddy at six uh i like you, that fit oh you like that fit you wasn't a big fan of his game coming into the room. you had, had a lot of f- question marks
0: i do I, I still do but i really think the fit with him and um. Uh, Shoot Shea is going to be like a lethal combo, like together. I think they both bring out probably the best in each other's games. I'm really interested to see that fit play out.
1: Definitely, uh, I like Josh Giddey's game a lot. Uh,
0: he's very versatile. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's a player like that really fits the what the Thunder are doing because they're doing like a patient, long term rebuild right now. And I don't know if Giddy's going to have a great first year, but I think if you give him the, the time and, like, minutes to learn and grow, that he can be definitely, like, a really good player. For Sure.
1: Definitely interesting to see how he plays with him, Poku, shy Dort. Yeah, the Thunder are collecting a few guys. Uh, the Warriors, um, we've been talking about the Warriors offseason for forever. Um, they were after the draft, uh, my favorite wing, Jonathan Kiomingo, and then at 14, draft your favorite wing at Moses Moody um what do, you, what do you think about their draft uh going forward
0: I, man i think as far as like a draft could have went where they're picked like having those picks you probably got the most talent you could out of those two picks that being said i think if you're a warriors fan you're a little disappointed that you weren't able to turn those two picks into another star to come with stephan clay um there's still time for that to happen. You know, the Ben Simmons situation's fluid. Dame could demand a trade. Beal could demand a trade any day, but as far as like young core and good, like with good players on it already, they have, I mean, their young core is as good as half of these rebuilding teams. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting because Steph Curry, just resigned for all that money. Um, We'll see what clay looks like this year. I have faith that by, you know, playoff time, he'll be, Pretty much back to himself. Like he's not like we've talked about before, he's not a guy that really relies a lot on his athleticism. But if guys like Draymond start to like drop off and maybe Clay doesn't come back at a hundred percent, that could limit their window. And like, yeah, they do have young guys and everything, but I don't know. I really like Steph, he's one of my favorite players in the league, and I would like to see him win one more ring. So I mean, maybe the young guys will be enough to like Steph's flipping really good player. Maybe they'll end up developing into enough in like a year or two, but I'd like to see them get another star. What do you think about the, uh, what do you think about Golden State, their draft and just overall their, their like uh, projection for next year?
1: So, um, as far as you know, the fit in their system, uh, Moody is a great fit in their system, being able mm-hmm. to shoot the three, uh, put it on the ball, put it on the floor a little bit. I, I think Moody, uh right away, Moody's probably gonna be a little bit more impactful. Uh Kuminga is more of a guy where um development is gonna be a little bit more crucial, a little bit more upside, in my opinion, than Moody. Uh yeah, I love very the raw,
0: but super athletic.
1: Yeah, yeah, Draymond Green's assistant's gonna be, and you know, uh, Iggy, um, those two guys. Hopefully, they're able to bring uh, Kaminga along uh, smoothly. Uh, their development and their success is gonna be pivotal because I think as fast as they could come along and contribute, um, because their skill set, man, if they're able to contribute to high level basketball, uh, something that maybe Cam, uh, your, uh, Cam Johnson. That uh, the, the Suns, you know, got young guys were able to come in. I know they're a little bit younger, but guys that are able to come in and contribute with Steph, uh, with Clay, um, yeah, uh, it's gonna be interesting. The uh, the the West is always deep as it is every year, but um, gonna be interesting to see how they play out. Um, I still think they're a little bit better than they were last year. Uh, gonna see how Clay comes back, but.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing is what Clay looks like, because I mean, that's that's such a huge addition to your team that was one play, in, like one point out of beating the Lakers into the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know if Clay comes back even like seventy five percent of himself. Um, I feel really good about them making the playoffs at least.
1: Interesting to see Uh, they wasn't able to move anything. Uh, I don't think, no Big Names is really, you know, that's the out thing. there. And I,
0: think, I think it's kind of part of, like, the mindset that Nick's had, too, is, like, you know, if Bradley Beale wants to stay in Washington, he seems like he's happy with the moves they made. If, and Dame hasn't demanded a trade yet, it's, like, Kyle Lowry wasn't going to come here. It's, like, what else do you do? And that's why I was, like, that's why I was getting angry at fans <laughs> for reacting to the deals on the Knicks side, because, like, who did you expect us to sign? Who yeah. would you rather have us? And like, <laughs> yeah. at what price are you okay with having those people? Would you? I don't know. With this team, with our team, I wouldn't have rather had Lonzo and DeRozan. I think that no. would have been. I think that would have been horrible. Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
1: it's interesting. It's interesting. Definitely, um, see what Clay does. That's definitely the big what if. Mm. definitely a league pass team we gotta watch uh at eight the magic were able to draft uh franz wagner um I, I did i don't like what the magic did this draft um i think wagner is a role player at best maybe a starter um but drafting at number eight they passed up on book night like they passed up on moody Kitspur. they passed up on a lot of guys kitzber
0: i thought was who they were gonna go with there
1: yeah, they passed up on a lot of guys. Uh, I, he's going to be a, a good team defender, be able to maybe give you eight to twelve points a game, maybe in his prime. I I don't see a lot coming from this kid. I mean, just a solid rotational guy. To be honest, I don't like what the Magic did, uh, making their backcourt situation a little bit more sticky, and with the way I, I don't like that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Uh. With, I, with him
0: I, I like suggs um sorry who they take eight again
1: uh franz friends, uh, friends, the-
0: yeah 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 um i franz is like one of the few guys i've watched film on him and i watched a few of his games in michigan he was good at michigan he was you know good college basketball player but i'm not sure the athleticism is there i don't think the Like you kind of said, I don't think the upside is really all that high for eighth overall. Don't get me wrong; if you can come out with the eighth overall pick and him become a solid role player, you know maybe he's like a better doug mcdermott like, you know what i mean like, yeah I mean, he's yeah. like another white guy as an example <laughs> yeah i
1: mean that's a good that's a good comparison though but like yeah. that type of fit you know
0: yeah and like i think he can be better than that and like maybe like a more efficient version of that and he's a little more physical than that which is all points to why he was drafted higher but i still think at eight i would have went a different direction but i mean i think i don't think he's an all-star i think he's starter rotation level type player or will be.
1: yeah, We'll see with that. Uh, The Kings. I, I don't understand what the Kings do. I, I, ever. Ever since I've i been born, I never understand what the Kings okay. have done. Uh, for real. Like, like
0: what, three point guards?
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand, bro. And then the Buddy Hill trade just situation just doesn't go through with the Lakers. I, I don't know what's going on with the Kings. Hopefully Fox gets up out of there. But um, as far as focusing on the the Davion Mitchell, uh, watching the draft live, uh, what were your opinions? What were your thoughts? Because I wasn't able to see this live. Thank I'm God, Davion. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Everything, ever, it made it sound all the rumors and stuff on Twitter made it sound like he was gonna go around there. Not, I didn't have them going to that uh, them specifically, but I just don't get the fit. Yeah, I man. really, I, yeah. I just, I. I think I texted you this the night of the draft is that I think they end up trading Fox at the deadline because like why wouldn't you just go with the guy you just drafted? I mean, if you can get more value and you don't think Fox is gonna stay, it doesn't sound like he's too happy there to begin with. Maybe that's kind of their plan. Uh bro, it's
1: confusing, man. It's very that's confusing, the man.
0: that's the closest thing to a plan I could like possibly pull out of what they did.
1: Like he's a cool player and all, but he's he's small. I don't know if his offensive game would translate. I saw him go crazy and he dropped like 20 points in the summer league game uh, last night. But um I don't know if his uh his offensive game translates to actual meaningful NBA games. He's he's smaller than me, uh, height wise. So I, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Um defensively, he was a he was a monster defensively in college, which I think was the main attraction for him, but like I said, he's in the NBA. He's smaller than six foot. I, I I don't know. I don't know how he projects in the league. Not a big fan of this pick at all, at all. Um, yeah. The, at ten, uh, the Pelicans drafted. Uh, I mean, not the Pelicans. The Grizzlies uh, drafted uh, Zaire Williamson. Traded up. Uh, I guess they targeted him. They like his skill set. They like his size. Um, we spoke about him. Um, being a draft, uh, uh, he was dropping in in a lot of mock drafts, and uh, yeah, he was had a lot
0: fall into nineteen in New York.
1: Yeah, he 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 was in my big board. He was twenty, uh, come Stanford. With it down here in Stanford, still have him in my top thirty. But uh I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Grizzlies, they have a good track record with drafting, so I kind of tr- I, I trust them. I really, really respect the Grizzlies front office with drafting and them being able to pick out guys and uh that could come into their system. Uh what was your thoughts with the Zaire Williamson pick, uh Don? Uh I
0: like I liked him as a prospect, you know, coming out. We talked about that a little bit. Um, like you said, he has good size, like in terms of his his frame, yeah. but he's not really bulked up and That's going to be the biggest problem for him is that he's kind of scrawny right now. And that's why I think a lot of drafts or mock drafts had him falling a little bit. I mean, obviously, if you're the Grizz and you want to make that or you make that move, you see that guy has a skill set you want and you have faith that he can develop into that player. I mean, take your shot on him. I mean the, the Knicks did with quickly last year whatever I mean if you reach up you take the guy that you want Sunstuck Cam Johnson way higher than anybody thought and it worked out but it's a it's a lot to ask for a guy like that to probably have to add 25 20-25 pounds of muscle to be like an all-star
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Basically
0: but I, but I like the skill set. You know what I mean? He has all the talent in the world. I and mean, I don't know much about like his work ethic or anything like that. Like I haven't really looked into it that much. But I mean, like you said Memphis has a good track record of doing that type of players and like developing them. So I have faith that they can make something work with him.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I could see the skill set. I could see what they saw and be like, OK, we could bring him into our system. You know, develop him. Maybe he could be somebody. I, 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 yeah. I, I see what they see, definitely. And, and I
0: think, like, as a, I think he has a fairly safe floor. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. I think, like, worst case scenario, he's like, what, like Harrison Barnes, maybe?
1: Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Based yeah, on he, his skill set. Yeah.
0: And you could do a lot worse than that at 10. Definitely. Definitely. See, see Kevin Knox and Frankie like, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Those guys' future are are in question man are in question yeah. definitely uh at 11 uh the hornets were able to pick up book night which i thought was amazing at 11 I, he he was uh, a guy that i thought should have been picked up out of magic uh
0: warrior, warriors were gonna take him
1: yeah yeah, that was thunder like a lot of guys could have picked him up um the magic passed on him twice bro twice so
0: well he did do that i don't know how much this like teams actually valued this but i did see that he came out and said that like i'm a win now type player if you're not like a win now type situation don't draft me i don't know if that had anything to do with why team like the magic didn't take him but
1: no well i i didn't know about that but if he did say that then oh man. yeah
0: no yeah it was a big I mean, deal
1: i feel him nobody wants to go into a, a, a sorry him. situation he's kind
0: of like a i think he's a little older too right what can I?
1: Not really. He's just – I think he spent two years in college.
0: Uh, okay. So
1: he's like 20, 20, 21. He's 20. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Hornets are able to get – able to replace Malik Monk with him. Uh, He won't be complaining about the minutes that Malik Monk got last year at like 15, 17 minutes. they got
0: rid of him and uh, Graham.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, a lot of time has opened up for book night. I think he'll be able to play alongside LaMelo Ball a lot.
0: Well, yeah, I, think that, I think that's gonna be a really good backcourt for years now, and I think like maybe next year the Hornets take a step back because like Book Knight's good, but he's still just a rookie, you know. But I think like two three years down the line that that's gonna be a really really good backcourt tandem.
1: For Sure, and right. they still got one of my favorite players, Scary Terry. They still <laughs> got him. Uh, they they fixed their center situation with adding Plumlee from Detroit. Um. Is that a fix? Uh, they, you know, a little band aid, a little band aid. They, they yeah. had, they I'll had, they, they <laughs> had like the worst center situation in the NBA last year with Big no, Mac. Yeah, and,
0: they, they improved it for sure. You know what I mean? So, so yeah. and
1: then they were able to, uh, we'll talk about that later, they were able to draft like uh, Kai Jones. So, you know, they're able to, you know, develop uh, a big man too. I, I don't know. And they still got they were able to sign uh Ubre. They still got Bridges, they still got Hayward, so they still got some wings. They got wings over there. Uh, they still got PJ Washington. Well, shout out to him getting the whole baby mama drama situation. He guys is insane. <laughs> oh, dude, that,
0: Twitter's been vicious,
1: and I feel bad for that brother, but yeah, uh, do you? <laughs> I, I kind of do, man. Women are, are...
0: everybody was they told him this everybody yeah yeah it. yeah
1: that's true that's true that's true that, that is true it's what they
0: teach you like in your rookie like, uh, convention thing they have where they teach you like things to do things yeah. to avoid yeah man but i remember remember when Derek rose was in that court case yeah uh, yeah right i yeah. remember um the woman tried saying something about oh he flushed the condom because he knew it wasn't consensual and didn't want proof. And like, they showed like a slide from the rookie symposium where it literally like instructs players to do that. Yeah, man. It's it's just so funny. I I
1: just, I think the reason why I feel bad for PJ Washington is kind of, it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I guarantee you like, no, like before he, you know, developed into an NBA player, like, no like no girls were like giving him attention like he was focused on his craft like nobody really cared about him until so, like you know it's 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 weird for a guy to get that type of attention especially from you know that type of caliber of a of a woman and Whoa. he got trapped man and it's it's, it's sad bro because he that doesn't have sad. no experience in that realm it's different if somebody has experience in that realm but he's a college he's like a three-year college kid yeah, focused on making yeah. it to the
0: mba and he got he got and they sh- i even saw like some tweets that were saying that like she was going to his games while he was still in college and stuff (laughs) yeah yeah that's like predator shit that's (laughs) grooming a flipping 18 year old boy to like have a kid with down years down the road and this is not a like a new thing
1: too man i know know we just got off we started talking about pj washington but this is not a new thing man not for nba players not for entertainers rappers singers act whatever this is not a new thing man and it's crazy, bro. It's crazy.
0: Happens to the best of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, back to the draft. Back to the draft. But, yeah. you know, the Hornets, Um, I, I like what they did Uh, for LaMelo uh, Ball's second year. It's uh, going to be interesting to see uh, if he takes a leap. Um, uh, LiAngelo Ball is actually on their summer league team, which is, uh, man, I, I'm going to watch that. I, I can't wait to watch that. Summer league is definitely – uh, a huge topic that we're going to speak on on the next pod. Uh, see all these young guys, see how they look, but yeah, uh, that's definitely one thing. The Spurs were able to draft uh, Josh Primo, which is he wasn't even on my top 30 board. Uh, I thought he'd be a second round uh, second round uh, draft pick.
0: That was I, by far the biggest surprise of the draft. Right? And,
1: and and the only skill set that he really, really has a true NBA skill set is a shooting. He came off a bench, Alabama. Uh, averaged about eight points. Uh, shot he shot the ball pretty well, but that's really his true skill set at this point. Um, where's
0: your thoughts on this draft pick, man? Um, all I can really say to justify it is I trust Pop. <laughs> uh, I, I like I said, it was the biggest surprise of the night for me. I really don't even know that much about the kid's game, so I feel bad. Like speaking ill on him but I didn't expect him to go anywhere near he did so I spent like almost no time studying him but I mean I I don't know Pop has pulled random players out nowhere it seems and turned them into great players or at least like solid starters in the league so I mean I'll, I'll I'll bet on Pop
1: yeah definitely an interesting pick Definitely gonna be judged throughout the years. We gotta see how he does because he got drafted over a few guys who seem like uh, short things. Uh, you know at thirteen, the Pacers were able to draft uh, Chris Duarte out of uh, Oregon. Uh, linked to the Knicks. Don't think uh, nineteen and twenty-one was enough to get up here at thirteen. But, uh, you know, you know with all the rumors with him coming to New York, you know, uh, New York has a huge uh, Dominican. Culture over here, and uh, <laughs> all my Dominican friends were hitting me up when he got drafted. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, who is this guy? Like, you know, like, is he coming to the Knicks? Like, oh, like, you know, uh, it's it's. Uh, he definitely has a huge Dominican following. Um, I like his you know skill set for the paces. What are your thoughts, Noah?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of envious of the fact that you weren't watching the draft live <laughs> because. When I'm watching the draft and I see who the Spurs take, and I see all these players left right there that like the Knicks could still draft. Book Knight wasn't gone, you know. Duarte was still there, man was still there. And the whole time, and like the back of my head, I'm like, this is it. They're gonna trade up for Moody. They're gonna trade up um, for Moody. That seemed like
1: a prime time, right? Uh
0: and then it, it was just an emotional roller coaster for me just because like so many teams like picked players that I didn't expect to go that high, but then all of like the really, the tier of guards and wings that would have justified going at 19. I think we're all off the board in the span of like from 10 to 19, they all just disappeared like super fast. So, I mean, I like Duarte as a player. I think he would have been a good fit with us. But even if we had to give up nineteen and twenty-one to get him, I wouldn't have been a fan of that. I just I just don't think that's smart use is that's a smart use of your assets. I just think you're putting too many eggs in a Duarte basket.
1: No, no, I agree. I agree. I think nineteen and twenty one would have been a little bit annoying to see uh let go for him, but nonetheless, um Definitely able to help the Pacers uh, continue on uh, their winning now situation. Yeah, but, uh, I,
0: I really think Rick Carlisle is going to get some solid play out of that team this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm not as high as I saw you were on them, but
0: oh, I don't I, even have them in my top ten. But
1: uh, I thought uh, was it you or somebody else on Twitter? I saw
0: I was talking about them today with some people. Yeah, I, uh, I was asking what people thought and. Some people were saying that they were like the sixth best team. And I was like, I don't know about all that. I could see them maybe be like we said earlier, I could see them maybe being like the sixth best team, but that's like the highest I would say for them.
1: I don't know. Maybe their playing team. i see no them more of a playing, fighting for that playing. Oh, yeah, spot. trust me. Yeah,
0: because I don't even have them in the top 10 of my actual list. So,
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely like their co- – I don't know because
0: – They have a solid core.
1: Yeah, 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 they do, they do.
0: Miles Turner, you got some bonus, you got, uh, what's his name, T.J. Warren coming back, who, you know, isn't going to be bubble T.J. Warren, but he's still not a bad player. LeVert. Yeah, you got LeVert, and then you have Duarte, and uh, do they still have Brogdon? Yeah, 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 Brogdon yeah, ain't so, going nowhere. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, it's, you know, above average players at every position, I mean, maybe one or two All-Stars, but I don't know.
1: Yeah. Interesting to see with uh it'll how be, they play. Yeah, out. it'll
0: be a real fun one after season.
1: Um, we just said the Warriors uh, with the moody situation uh at 15. Uh, surprise, uh you know, Kisper fell to 15, but hey, shout out to the Wizards for getting a steal at 15. One of the one of the better all-time uh college three-point shooters shot the shit out the ball in college. I expect nothing less from him in the NBA. Uh great fit around Beal, Dinwiddie, those guys. Going to be a good NBA player. Um, The 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 Rockets were able to draft at sixteen. Sengun MVP added the Turkish league. I like his game a lot. Um, If he's able to grow, get a little bit a little size on him, I see him being a Valentina's type of player. Uh, What do you think about uh, Corey at fifteen and Sengun at sixteen?
0: I really like Corey at fifteen. Like you said, I think I think he fell into a a good situation and be just like i don't know I, I think he would have been i expected him to go earlier so the fact that he fell there is an awesome break for the wizards and
1: i'm surprised the warriors ain't pick him up with his shooting him being able to play the three um yeah yeah, yeah. No,
0: I, I saw that as a potential fit too but i mean i don't know it sounded like for a while, there was a lot of smoke about duarte going there that never made sense to me
1: Oh, yeah, it did to me. He's able to do a lot of stuff. He's still. able to do a lot
0: of the stuff, but, I mean, like, a lot of the stuff that Steph already does, you know? Yeah, yeah. Off the bench, it would be great with that young group. Players, actually, it'd be fun, but I can't argue with anything. Wizard- I mean, the Warriors did in the draft, though.
1: Uh, as far as single, what's your thoughts on the young Turkish star MVP?
0: I think he'll be solid, you know. Um, again, one of the players that I probably – should have watched more film on but I mean everybody seems really high on him he fell a little a lot lower than I thought he was going to go to so I think it's just a, a solid fit and really it's, it's a it was a big need for that team so I mean I think you, you you drafted for a need and you got a player at that draft position whose value is it was a good value for that position
1: uh, Singun is a huge analytical darling at Nick's Twitter. For uh, like, yeah, yeah I know of, that much. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like a lot of the, the the draft nerds, they they love his game. They love the statistics and everything that he brings on the court. That a solid uh um developmental piece for the Rockets going forward, definitely. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I like the Rockets' young core right now.
1: At seventeen, uh, the Pelicans due to the Grizzly trade. We're able to draft Trey Murphy, man. I thought this was an amazing draft pick for them. Able to play perfectly alongside uh, Zion and Ingram. I I really wanted this guy on the team. He was two picks away, which is, man, I like him at 6'9", being able to defend multiple positions. Definitely was a good pickup. Uh, What was your thoughts on Trey Murphy? He was on our radar, uh, on the Knicks radar, I guess. Uh, What what was your opinion? I
0: like Trey Murphy, but the fit seems a little weird to me it I mean, does i i don't see him and ingram at, at, on the floor at the same time
1: i i do i think this kid could defend multiple positions He could defend, defend three
0: four i just i don't know i don't like and he could shoot he the did,
1: ball so you have to
0: be your two guard right
1: i mean does it really matter though like I don't know. I, I think I mean, he's I, I think I, he's comfortably able to defend multiple positions. I think he's a really good uh, defender. He's able to move his feet really, really well. Uh, that Virginia system. I, I don't know. I think he's able I, to fit with those guys.
0: I agree with you that he can defend multiple positions and he can shoot. I just think to get the most out of him, he has to play the three eventually. And like I just don't see that working with Ingram. Unless Ingram isn't in their long-term plans, but... I don't know, maybe maybe he's a little more athletic than I'm giving him credit for, but I just don't think he's quite quick enough and like agile enough to be a two guard.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely see how that fit goes. Um, I think a lineup with uh, Graham, uh, if you throw those three guys out there, Trey, uh, Trey Murphy, Zion, Ingram, however you want to do it with the wings and then you throw Valanchunas out there, um you could do some things you, you could do some things i i don't like their center situation so they still have a hard ceiling no matter what they do with that center situation they had to get somebody who could shoot the three next to zion there's no excuses but yeah definitely uh not a solid draft pick to add to the pelicans uh organization not not a solid draft pick uh at 18 the thunder were able to draft Trey man um which is interesting because I believe like the they didn't the Spurs did not want to dra- uh, take nineteen and twenty one to take Primo because they had intel that the Thunder uh, at eighteen was going to draft Trey Man. Um, Trey Man as a prospect we spoke about him a uh, great three level scorer. Uh, just the defense and division vision is a huge question marks. Um, they able to add Trey Man to. They have a whole bunch of guards, too. Even getting rid of Kemba, they still got a whole bunch of guys that need minutes. Uh, what was your thoughts on them picking up Trey Mann?
0: I think, I mean, I love Trey Mann as a player. He's super fun to watch. Um, you know, there's he's, he's a combo guard. He's a scoring guard. And he's going to be able to put up buckets for you. I think it's just kind of how well he can develop as like a passer and, like, secondary skills that are going to be – they're going to determine how successful he is in the pros. I like the fit though, and I was hoping Trey Man would drop to nineteen, but um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think I think he's he's a decent fit for that roster.
1: For sure, for sure. Uh, the Hornets were able to pick up Kyrie Jones. Uh, we had spoke about that a little bit. Uh, we'll yeah, see we how that, him that pick. Yep, exactly. Um, at twenty. The Hawks picked up my guy Jalen Johnson.
0: I thought that was great. The Hawks actually had a really good draft, which I hate. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um Yeah, one of my least favorite dukies, uh going on one of my hated teams in the NBA. Were a perfect fit, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like Jalen Johnson. Um hopefully they got to make a decision on what they're going to do with Cam uh, Herder. Uh not a lot of time for uh Jalen Johnson at the wing position, but definitely a solid value at 20, bring him into the program, develop him, see where he belongs, see where he, you know, goes in a few years.
0: Just real quick while we're on the Hawks. um, I know we were both pretty surprised that uh, Cooper fell as low yeah. as he did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that he actually only ended up signing a two-way contract?
1: Which is insane. He was supposed to be the lottery. Some guys had him. I was, I was, I was looking at some mock drafts, man, and he was supposed to be a lottery pick. Some guys had him projected as late lottery, um mid first round and uh when you know i like i'm at the concert trying with no service trying to keep up with the draft and uh, i i I don't see his name man i'm searching for his name and i remember texting you like sharif cooper at 48 what's going on bro and he's like yeah and, and you had said like his size and stuff but bro still oh, no, his, his vision you. alone bro his it was vision surprising alone, me
0: but it's the only thing reason that i can think of teams not like wanting to take a shot a shot on him is the fact that he can't shoot and he's smaller like trey young's able to get away with it being a great passer and undersized but he's also like an elite three-point shooter and i just think i mean i was really high on him on the draft too but i can see why gms would be turned off by that and not want to risk it as high as like 15 or something in the draft you know I mean, there's a lot more players that are sure things where there's a lot more variables that you don't really know about him at that spot that if he's, if Cooper's going to be able to ever like develop into someone who can finish at the rim and his vision's elite it's really really special but like I said I mean it could work out though I mean like I said I think the Hawks had one of the best drafts and Cooper I don't know it's two ways just seems so strange I don't know how many minutes he's going to get it's kind
1: of sad bro like it, it, it's it's i don't know man i don't i, I know for a fact he's a confident guy yeah, um yeah. he's a very confident guy and i know he believed in his skill set and same thing that happened to bobo Bo a few years ago which is like what are you why are these guys dropping like what, what is even the point of picking some of these guys who you know or or bench guys at minimum and, and, and I don't know, bro. I don't know. That kind of upset me. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like I I, I like his I, I like his game a lot, man. And I remember when we first started doing this pod together, uh, I had brought his name up, uh for, his name wasn't even on the Knicks Twitter radar. And I remember watching his game, I'm like, yo, there's no way this guy minimum, minimum. I thought in my mind he was a lottery pick at that time, but at, at you know, stuff stuff starts to calm down, and I saw him as a first round pick. And to see him at 48, man, but at the end of the day, like, you know, talent, no matter where you are, no matter if you're in China, like we see with campaign and all these guys, if you could play, you're going to get time on, on NBA court. So he will come, he, he will play, even if it's at Atlanta or wherever he goes. Uh, if he's, if he's truly an NBA player, he'll be on the court, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And hopefully he gets a shot. It's all you can really ask for
1: for sure for sure um at 21 I wanted to get your opinion because I wasn't here for it uh live uh draft the whole Quentin Grimes situation us uh drafting um when you thought we was going to draft at 19 and 21 and you saw that we draft, we traded both our picks um at that time like you know right at that moment when we were supposed to draft them uh what was your opinions and were you confused or you know and when they called Quentin Grimes name I, you know you know, I had to represent, bro, because <laughs> I, you know, I've been riding that Clayton Grimes bandwagon for, for a little while now, man. Yeah, How'd yeah. you feel, bro? How'd you feel?
0: Um, Okay, so draft comes along. Like, you, like I said, I was really, really hoping we were going to trade up for Moody, whatever, but there were still some players. Like, I thought Cooper was, like, a good option there at 19 or, or whatever. We traded out of that, and it's kind of anticlimactic. But, like, after what they did with, like, Trading around all the draft picks last year and ending up with quickly. I was like, all right, whatever. We pick again two picks. Like, trust Leon for now. And then pick 21 comes and they trade that. And I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Like, <laughs> we're not getting like, no rookies, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, are we just like going all in on free agency or something? Like, what's the plan? But at the same time, when 21 came around, there was no one really at that spot that blew me away either so I think like when we talked about who they initially who they ended up drafting in Grimes my biggest thing with him was I didn't think he was worth taking at 19 or 21 but having him fall and trading back to 25 and getting him I think that's great value there and I think he's gonna be a good player I don't think he's gonna play a lot this year just the way Tibbs kind of runs his ship you know like we re-signed a lot of our guys for continuity and stability <laughs> but uh he's gonna have to earn his minutes I guess is basically what I'm saying him and uh, who's the guard we drafted out of uh, McBride McBride that's right yeah um and I like both of those picks at where they were taken yeah and a lot of, player, or not a lot of players a lot of people on Twitter were like why wouldn't you just draft the best player at like 19 and 21? And if you can trade back and still get the players that you were targeting at 19 and 21 and pick up assets along the way, pay them less money because they're lower draft picks. McBride uh, is a second round draft pick. Like I, I'm pretty happy with that. I like Quentin Grimes. I think he's, you know, obviously a elite, elite shooter and he has a good like wingspan so i mean i i wanted bones there i'm not going to lie to you denver took him the next pick but i i was happy with him i mean uh, seeing how the draft uh
1: shook out he's pretty much the best guy left there unless um i love josh christopher i think josh christopher is better than queen grimes but um as far as the I'm fit goes uh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's pretty close. I think uh, just Josh Christopher's ability on offense is uh, more little, versatile, for sure. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think – but e- either way, either way, I cannot be mad with with the Knicks pick and the way the board's shaking out. Who would you rather have than Grimes? I mean, the people that were left, uh, Keon Johnson, Jalen Johnson.
0: And the biggest thing for me is the people that were taken at 19 and 21 – weren't anybody, or even between 19 and 25, like, no one I really wanted went off the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, it was just, like, I don't know, that's just a savvy front office move.
1: For sure, for sure. Definitely. The yeah, yeah, I cannot complain the way it shook out and the way, and the guy we ended up with. Uh, I think you're right about Quayne Grimes. I don't think he'll be able to play uh, right away, especially with the signings we had. He'll definitely be playing behind uh, Fournier, Burks, uh, definitely be playing behind those guys. But um, definitely in the future, definitely a piece uh, with his skill set uh, defensively, definitely a guy that you want to have underneath the program. Uh, maybe stuff opens up with injuries because, you know, it's a long season, 82 games. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: we saw last year, if you're a rookie and you can play well, like you'll play, like, quickly played minutes. Obi played as he got better throughout the year. He earned minutes in the playoffs. So, I mean, like, if you work and you play defense, which McBride definitely does, then Tibbs will give you a shot out there whenever he sees the opportunity to do so. But in the regular season, he's going to also ride his starters pretty hard. So, I mean it just doesn't leave a ton of minutes for developing players like that. But I also think that being able to develop those players, like that you take in later first round or early second round, giving them like a situation where they're not being asked to do too much right away is like the ideal situation too.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, The Rockets were able to uh, pick up uh, a Ruba European defensive guy. Um, People compare him to Serge Ibaka. Um, definitely a developmental piece for the Rockets, bringing to their program. They also, with the next pick, they were able to take Josh Christopher. Um, the Rockets got a, a athletic, a whole lot of athletic with Christopher Aguruba and and J- Jalen Green. Um, remember, they still got Kevin Porter. They still got a uh, Cam uh, K- um, the Martin, Martin's son, who is able. Who, he's a freak uh, athletically. Uh, remember, they still got Christian Wood. So they, they're, a, they're an extremely athletic team. Uh, you know, Josh Christopher and uh, Jalen Green pretty much uh, ran L.A. high school uh, basketball uh, since like their sophomore year. So definitely some chemistry there. Definitely the Rockets saw that. It was like, all right, let's bring in these guys. Um, don't know what that means for Kevin Porter. I don't know if all three of those guys could play together. Definitely interesting to see how that plays out for the Rockets. Um, you know, uh Bones Bones Highland went uh, twenty six with the Nuggets. I thought that was a good draft pick for them. Great especially with, yeah, yeah, especially with Murray being out. Uh, he's still gonna be. I don't think he'll be a, be ready. Uh, open at night. So, yeah. you know, bringing another Definitely guy
0: helps their spacing. Guy that like can knock down shots.
1: Definitely. Uh, the Nets. Uh, uh got uh, a score out of LSU, Cam Thomas. Uh, I was I I mean he'll be able to come off the next bench and attempt to light it up. Uh not not really my favorite prospect in the draft. Uh I seen I seen guys uh criticizing the Knicks, talking about why they didn't pick him up. Thank god Leon doesn't listen to those guys because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not uh not a really big fan of his game, uh efficiency-wise, but I could see why the Nets uh wanted to pick him up. It'll be interesting to see how that goes.
0: The Nets had uh just while we're on the topic, and that's they signed uh Patty Mills to that two year 12 million dollar. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a low key, like probably my biggest underrated acquisition of the offseason so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. Patty, Patty's definitely a solid vet out there. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, he's lethal from like three, and like we know from watching Kyrie's entire career that he's gonna miss games, so he's a guy that can like actually you know step in and some of those point guard minutes whenever you need him to but he's even better off the ball so even when everyone's healthy you'll still have like a pretty big role in the offense i think
1: sure for sure uh um, definitely can give me
0: one second i'm watching my brother's dog and she's like whining Yeah, yeah out sure. real quick
1: um i wanted to speak a little bit of the second round guys um isaiah todd um G League Ignite guy. A lot of people don't know about Isaiah Todd, you know, uh, was part of that unit with Kaminga, Deshaun Nix, Jalen Green. Um, Isaiah Todd, highly recruited in high school. um, What came off the bench in that G League squad didn't really get to show a lot of his uh, potential, but I think he's a sleeper in the second round. The Wizards were able to pick him up. Um, As far as the Knicks picking up uh, McBride, I uh, kind of face palmed a little bit because Jason Preston was still on the board out of Ohio. Big fan of his game, um, but hey, 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 McBride at thirty six can't complain. Um, what was your thoughts, man? I,
0: I was happy because we just at that point, you know, free agency hadn't started or anything like that, and I said like, we we just need to come out of this draft with a flipping point guard at some point. You know what I mean? Because Elf wasn't coming back and Rose. Couldn't play that. He couldn't, he can't start. And I didn't have faith in just like handing a starting job to Villadoza. But uh, McBride, he goes to West Virginia, and I hate West Virginia because I'm a Pitt fan, but he plays great defense and he can hit some threes. So, I mean, those are hitting threes is something like creating your own shot off the dribble is something we desperately needed. And he can defend at a very high level, which is something Tibbs loves. There were a lot of reports that Tibbs really liked him coming out of the draft or going into the draft. I mean, so I was, I was happy, especially at the place we picked him.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely a um, versatile guy. Uh, definitely seen him as a backup. Uh, I don't know if he's a starter. Didn't imagine the Knicks would pick him up while I was going through this draft. Uh we also got to pick up uh Rokus or uh, however you say his name, Roccas Rokus? Something like that. Something like that. He'll be on the Summer League squad though. Yeah, I'm um, excited to see that. Yeah, definitely. bomb Def-
0: that we're not gonna get to see Knox.
1: Yo, that, that was probably some of the or, like some of the saddest news I've seen. Yeah, uh, bad for the dude. Yeah. Um
0: can't catch a break, man. Can't catch
1: a break, bro. Like I- I was really really was I mean every year I'm excited for Knox I can't lie I really wanted these guys to succeed in our uh, in our jersey bro because you know it's been a while since we drafted guys dating back to Frank with Knox you know I like I had a lot of uh, sentimental value with these guys but bro like I don't know I don't know what his future is looking like with the Knicks unless he really really uh pops in uh some in uh, training camp and uh pre and pre and preseason I don't know bro I don't don't know what's his future he probably is gonna ride the bench the following year right
0: yeah I mean I'd assume so I mean he has Kentucky and CAA connections so like he has that going for him but that's obviously not enough on its own um I don't know yeah I mean I'd like to see him play in the summer league just to like boost his trade value just so you know if somebody would take a chance on him maybe someone still will but behind Randall and Obi, I just – the minutes aren't there for him here. He's not getting the opportunity here. And I just think both parties will be better off going separate ways.
1: Unfortunately, man, unfortunately. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I mean, like I said, Knox is super young. He can still figure it out. Um, you know, Julius Randall wasn't exactly amazing to up until this past season. So, I mean, like – it happens. It's rare, but I really do think that all the athleticism and like pre draft reasons that you wanted Knox or you would have drafted Knox for, a lot of it's still there. I mean, the biggest disappointment is that he just can't really seem to attack the rim well. He always throws up these like awkward looking floaters where he just kind of like throws the ball at the backboard. I don't know. But um you know maybe I just remember him in the first summer league that first year just slamming on people and I was so hyped for him I don't think I that was the most excited I've been for a summer league player in a really long time and to see that he was still even on a summer league roster this year is super disheartening yeah man uh
1: yeah, I, I don't know much to, much more to say about that man. Shout out to shout out to Knox man. Yeah, definitely got yeah, definitely got support from the corner three definitely. Um, uh, some notable names in the draft. Um, AO got drafted by his hometown team with the Bulls. Uh, uh Sharif Cooper we just speaking about with the Hawks. Uh, BJ Boston, uh, highly touted high school player, went to uh, went to Kentucky. Um, got picked up by the Clippers at fifty-one. Uh, Dominic college player Luca Garza at uh p- at the Pistons at fifty-two.
0: I like that pick.
1: Yeah, I like that pick as well. And um, at fifty-eight, uh, the Knicks select uh, Jericho Sims. Freak athlete, like this kid is just ridiculously fit. Like physically, he's able to play in the NBA. Uh, as far as his brain, as far as him being able to process information, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's a
0: bit, uh, what I'm taking in from him is basically like a younger version of Norvell Pell with like a higher upside because he's younger. You know what yeah, I mean? Like he yeah. can come in, protect the rim, get some cool blocks and stuff, but he's not ready for regular minutes yet. Maybe in a few years he will be. Maybe they're not sure what's going to happen with Mitch and they're planning on just him as a backup for next year behind Noel or trying to develop him or at least want to get a look at him and see if he can potentially do that. But at that point in the draft, just to get a prospect with like those measurables and like that athlete room protection, I I don't really think you can go wrong right there.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um I think Sims is pretty much gonna be a a, a G League guy, right? Yeah. Until he until he um able to deserve a. Uh, all right on the roster spot, you know, we still somebody
0: gets injured or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Even, even
0: then, I mean, he's behind Taj and whoever doesn't get hurt. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. But even if a situation uh, happens like last year, where, you know where we had to look for a center for like a whole week. And uh, you know, when we finally ended up with Pell, I don't think that situation happens anymore. We just call up uh, Jericho Sims mm-hmm. and he's able to fill up uh, those minutes. Uh, that's pretty much the priority with that pick at 58, I believe um yeah I mean that's pretty much the draft how it shook out pretty uh pretty predictable front end and then they got all goofy at uh <laughs> as the draft went down man especially yeah, you know the it was a round.
0: lot of fun to watch live It was like emotional as I was <laughs> it, it, it was still a lot of fun just the excitement and surprises made it really special
1: Definitely. Can't wait to do it all over again next year, man. Yeah. <laughs> and watch how these guys play uh, in the league. Definitely. Part of, uh, part of the business. Um, the last topic I wanted to speak up was uh, the USA basketball, you know, um, USA. Um, since the last time we spoke, they had lost a few of their games, but um, ever since uh, Drew Holiday and uh, Drew Holiday, uh, Chris, Chris Middleton and uh, Devin Booker able to come on the squad uh seeing a little bit more success drew holiday um being able to be an actual defender on the team helps the squad a lot um able to win their bronze and silver medal games uh right now they're in the gold medal game against spain i believe right yep
0: uh, yeah. uh no france
1: france oh, oh yeah my fault uh france uh france has a few nba players uh they got yeah, the newest nick 48 they got nicholas batum which is I, I don't know if you saw it but there was a, a meme with uh with Luca Karn, he's like, I'm so tired of losing to Nicholas Batum. Oh
0: yeah, yeah I saw that. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. That yeah, was so- there were a few memes of him. Yeah, there was like Frank went over to him at some point, like the yeah. whole French team like <laughs> went over. That was. Did you watch any of that game? No, no. Oh, it was so good. Fournier played great. Um, yeah, France. France. He had 23 points, five rebounds, three assists. What's up? plus six on just like a team high. Is Frank but, playing? Uh I know he was hurt and I he's hurt I, again. He was hurt at least for the first France game I watched. I I don't think he um uh, I don't think he played the last game at least from what I watched but I could have I didn't watch the whole game so I could have missed him too. But
1: but yeah I mean yeah France is France is pretty they they gonna be
0: competitive. Definitely yeah, gonna be. Beat us just, once. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Uh, Evan Fournier went off. Yeah. You know, f- hey Nick, man, he's a Nick. You know, they, you know I, saw, I, get, I
0: saw a lot of people on Twitter. They were like, "Do I root for Kevin Durant from the Nets in the U.S. team who shunned Julius, or do I vote, or do I root for Team France uh, with the newest Nick and hope for him and Frank uh, win gold?" And I was like, ah, it's, it's, it's tougher than it should be.
1: Should, man, I'm definitely rooting for French, bro. Yeah, they got um, they got my boy I, Frank. I'm they, just they excited Fournier. to see
0: Fournier play. I'll be honest, that's a, that's a, that's what I'm looking forward to tonight.
1: And it's interesting because um, I wasn't the biggest Fournier guy, but it's crazy how things could change when he throws on your jersey, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I've always been a fan of him and Terrence Ross. Really, really, bro? Um, just as far as just like their ability to score and create their own shot yeah i mean i don't think that i don't think they're you know all nba players or anything like that but i think they're super they were there were a few years there where orlando was making the playoffs and they would put up some pretty big games
1: yeah 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 yeah. i think uh you know their past orlando uh experience positively definitely fournier had something to do with that and you know i think terrence ross is still on the market as well uh definitely interesting to see how they uh deal with him but as far as USA basketball, um, you know, I think since the, the noise of them being a bad team is still uh, a little low because they they won their last two games, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they lose this gold medal game, <laughs> how much hate they get on Twitter uh, immediately following oh, the game. Be yeah. Yeah. And it's not normal for, you know, US to, you know, lose games and stuff. I, yeah.
0: I, and some, I, I mean, yeah. I want to, so much of me wants to say like you know we shouldn't expect to win gold every single time but then you look at like the rosters and you're like okay so France's best team is Evan or best player is Evan Fournier and the U.S.'s best player is Kevin Durant and like how did we lose them once you know (laughs) you know we have so much talent and I know these international teams play together for years and years and really get to know each other but It's really hard to come up for excuses when the U.S. team has as much talent as it does.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've been recording for almost two hours, man. Uh, Oh, shoot. I
0: didn't even notice. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. A mega episode.
0: Uh, (laughs) It's been a while. We had to to make up for it.
1: Definitely. Definitely. This was a fun episode. Uh, Make sure to follow the host, me and Nolan, on Twitter. Make sure to follow The Corner 3 on Twitter uh make sure to you know keep up with our website we have episodes there on the pod um definitely me and Nolan need to get up some more articles as uh the offseason uh winds down as we get into uh season two of the corner three definitely gonna be interesting uh definitely gotta get uh some of our past guests on as we wrap up season one uh definitely gotta get those on and get their opinions on uh uh not only the Knicks offseason but the NBA offseason because uh Definitely try to not only uh cover the Knicks but cover the whole league as well, which is uh important. I I, I think so. Uh, yeah. Peace. Uh, Nolan, it was great to see you, man. I finally spoke to you, man.
0: Yeah, man. Good talking to you, buddy.
1: All right.